The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. It's the crossover event that, well, at least I've been waiting for. Uh, Welcome into the Take Command podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. And with us, Chris Gores, who is my co-host on the train with the best podcast or if you're listening to this on the train with the best feed welcome into the train with the best podcast i'm craig hoffman that's still chris gores and that's still logan paulson so we are live on radio row in indianapolis at the nfl combine and what we want to do today is kind of take the fact that three of us all have football experience all are strength coaches and uh are you counting your experience as football experience i mean i cover football okay okay, i host a football podcast (laughs) i host a radio show that is predominantly football uh chris for those that don't know new to the the take command audience uh played receiver at cornell so actual d1 athlete smart and athletic yes Uh, yeah and you know you know something something logan (laughs) that uh is very impressive for chris that's a common problem on our podcast he's very good at math oh is he incredible that's, that's a nice ad yeah that's a nice ad to the podcast we uh <laughs> we suck at it frankly um but we want to go through the athletic testing and actually talk about how it translates for these these guys at the combine um which i think is a unique take on a combine where everyone talks about the same five things all over again so the the gem of the combine the crown jewel in terms of athletic testing in terms of like the public sphere right is the 40. does the 40 matter I mean, like when you're watching film, like you have questions about a guy's overall speed, and that's just a nice kind of supplementary thing. What you're finding now, though, is when you talk to people, you know, we went out last night talking to scouts, talking to coaches. What you find is they're less concerned with the 40 time and more concerned with GPS numbers, right? So it's like, where is the 40 going to ultimately reside in the whole thing? And uh, that's something that I think is going to be really interesting to see kind of moving forward this week. I know some people aren't going to run. But there's certain guys that I want to see run, like Jack Campbell, for example, from Iowa. He's super tight hip linebacker. He's probably the best linebacker. Linebacker's linebacker in the draft. But I want to know how he's going to run. Because if he can't run at all, he can't cover and he can't play in the NFL, unfortunately. So 
Right. Yeah, I think I think it's just a good baseline. And before we had GPS, this is what you had to go off of. You had a 40 yard dash time. Now, over the last few years, you have a GPS time and you can even watch film. And there are there are apps and all kinds of data that you can take from somebody just watching their film and seeing mm. what their peak velocity was on the field. And you see that like on sports science shows when you see Tyreek Hill running 24 miles per hour, whatever it is. Yeah. Traditionally, what it was for somebody like a wide receiver, right? If you were somebody who runs short routes as a wide receiver in college, now the, and the question for an NFL scout is, can you get over the top? Right. Is that a, a situation where you can't do it? Or is it just because your college coach had you playing in this scheme? Yeah. So for a wide receiver, if you're just somebody who catches you know, in the slot, now they're looking at you as, can you do it all? That 40 time will tell me a little bit about, can you actually get deep, right? Yeah. But you look at a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, that's a guy that runs a 4-6, and you can't cover that guy. Yeah. He's a he's an excellent route runner, so it, it doesn't tell you everything, but it's a it's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I think it's it's a great point. Is like all of this stuff that we're going to talk about is a piece of a puzzle, but like every piece has its limitations. And one one thing that we don't talk about a ton, Logan, is like the limitations of tape. Yeah, like I, I think that's actually a really great point to think about. Is like you only see on tape what guys put on tape, and, right. and that that translation of how it fits from what they did in college or whatever, you know, in free agency, same thing, what yeah. they did in another scheme in the NFL to how it will work in your scheme is ultimately the the million dollar or millions of dollar question of yeah. how does this player and their physical skill sets, their mental ability too, when you talk about tape, yeah. translate into what we want them to do. Yeah, so I think that's the interesting thing about like, Traylon Burks is a good example of this. Like last year, like his film was crazy. Like it looked like he was going to run like a sub 4'4". He's 230 pounds body weight. He's 6'3". And then he comes to the combine. He runs a 4'5". He doesn't run a second 40 because he's happy with that number. He doesn't re-jump his vertical, right? And all these explosive measurements are down. So you kind of go back and you rewatch the film and say, you know, how fast was he really? Like what's going on exactly? And it, it, does, it does give you some context. The other thing I think that's great about the 40 in this whole event is quite frankly, like, you know the test is coming. How have you prepped for it, right? right. Mm -hmm. Now, like you know, Chris, like yeah. we all know, like there's they've gotten this down to like a science in terms of absolutely dropping tenths, you know, the footwork on the five ten fives, the L draw, all that stuff. It's like, did you prep for it? Yep. Absolutely. I, like this is the big, biggest job interview of your life. So did you prep for the interviews? Did you prep for this physical stuff? I think is another huge element too that is a it gives me and it that informs me about your character in a way that um is still valuable, even though the metrics aren't maybe as valuable yeah. as they used to be. No, that's an excellent point. And I think I've talked about it a lot with some of my fellow strength and conditioning coaches that are in the business of prepping these guys. Like, look, we know as a lineman, you're not going to run 40 yards. Yeah, right. We just know that right. you're not going to get into a track stance. But like you said, how, how willing are you to learn something and how capable are you of learning something that you're uncomfortable with that is completely new to you? And how much time do you put into preparing yourself for that? So, yeah, like what you said, I think it's a good measurement of just a kid's character. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't know how much of that is ultimately get back to scouts because, like, the strength coaches are not incentivized to drop their guy's draft stock. Uh, you know, to be like, hey, uh, yeah, that guy, not a great learner. Uh, and now all of a sudden your your resume says we got a bunch of fourth rounders instead of second rounders. Right. But, like, it does tell you, uh, obviously, as a coach about that. But the time uh, will tell you, though. Yeah, if they well, that's true too. Time, yeah. right? It's like okay, yeah, he actually put the work in versus all right, he he dogged it. He he knows this is not important, so he ran up. And like also two, like right? like like Bryce Young is a really good example this year. It doesn't really matter what he runs in the forty, but everyone wants him to weigh over two hundred pounds. 
Like he's known that since the last day of Alabama season. Yeah. I don't care if he's drinking gallons of water before the weigh-in. Yeah. He should weigh in over 200 pounds because yeah. like, that's yeah. what the scouts want to see. So it's the yeah. same thing with the 40. Prep the 40, prep the 510.5, kind of check those boxes. But, like, you're here to show something, right? You're on a job interview. Like, the, all these steps are required to kind of fill out the process, you know, and I think it's important. Right. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Really, I guess the, the ultimate question is like, how much of getting the job in this case, if we, if we think of the, the combine as a job interview, how much of the job interview actually tells you about doing the job? Because if Bryce Young weighs in at 200 pounds, great. But like, what's he going to play at? Right. Like right. if him playing at 200 pounds is him playing too heavy because he can't move like Bryce Young, like I don't care that he doesn't weigh 200 pounds right. um, because I want him to go out and be the best football playing version of Bryce Young. And his weight has something to do with that because of his mobility and all that kind of stuff. And I I get it from like the dedication and like, can you prove it to me? But like, honestly, a lot of that feels like, you know, it feels pretty empty. It's a little bit like macho rah-rah for sure. Yeah. But it's also, you know, people want to see that. Like that's how I was as a player. That's how I was as a coach. Like, you know, this is what they're looking at. You know, this is what you're going to be evaluated on. I've had months to get this ready. And if I'm not ready for this answer on the test, like that's on me and that's on my staff and that's on my team. And what does that inform me about you? You know, like right. you knew like everybody since the end of the season, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, any, any Logan Paul, any personnel person you're talking about <laughs> right. is saying, is he going to weigh 200 pounds? Right. Just weigh 200 pounds. Like I said, it could be 12 pounds of water weight. Yeah. Coming away 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you ask all 32 GMs in the league, you'll probably get 32 different answers or you might get the same answer, but they value it differently. Yeah, sure. So it, it's going to be it's going to be dependent on the person that you're talking to. But at, at the end of the day, especially for somebody who's looking at somebody like a Bryce Young, you're looking at somebody who's going to be the leader of your franchise. Yeah. So every little thing matters. Right. How, how do you hold yourself accountable to certain things? Because if you can't hold yourself accountable to weighing in at 200 pounds or, you know, producing on a pro day, uh, how are you going to lead a group of men 
in the huddle in a two-minute situation, right? Like those yeah. are those and, all things. And I also think that there's Bryce Young is unprecedented because he would technically be the lightest, smallest quarterback ever to be drafted first overall. Yeah. And like the last quarterback that weighed under, I think, 195 that played significant minutes was like Seneca Wallace, right? Yeah. Right. Mike so Renner was talking about yeah, that. There's not a week. lot of. People. Which, by the way, that podcast feels like it was a month ago. I know, doesn't it? Because you're, you're, in, you're in Indianapolis, babe. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, I think that's part of it is you're kind of breaking expectations a little bit by being light. So if I can come in and be like a normal weight, like it, it yeah. just quiets some of that. Because, like, his his tape is fantastic. Like all, like we mentioned tape compared to whatever. Like I don't really care about his weight. He could weigh 175. It really doesn't bother me because he is a special football player. But I know there's some old guard scouts. The first thing they say to you, I was talking to somebody last night. They were talking about corners. I'm like, oh, he's too small to play. I'm like, he has the best film of anybody in this class. He's got like a dog to him. And he's like, I don't care. He's too small. So just erase some of those concerns, if possible, you know, and just quiet some of that old guard scouting complex and just say, this is what we're doing. Well, that's the thing, though, is like, I don't know. This is where the NFL sometimes drives me nuts. And and I'll just, you know, NFL people can get mad at me. I don't care. Like some some people just get caught up in these things that act absolutely do not matter and it's just like there is a market inefficiency to be exploited by old guard nfl stupidity like if you are a new gm new scout new coach and you're willing to look past some of the things that do not matter you can get players at a much cheaper rate whether that's lower in the draft less money in free agency that are good or potentially even great football players because other teams will write them off because of things that literally do not matter well, yeah. and I want to ask you about this, Chris, because yeah. like there are there are physical barriers to entry, and you see sure, that yes. with like There's thresholds, right? Yeah, yeah like absolutely. like with like Olympic weightlifters, like they got yeah. short arms. Strongmen yeah. have long arms, yes. right? There's all these and corners who are absolutely. under six foot tend to have a harder time, right? Yeah. So yeah. like there is something to that, absolutely, yeah. And I think like quarterback hand size is like a, a big another one, one right? like offensive line arm length, right? Yes, like that's absolutely. a big one, you know. So I do think that that is something that from like a coaching standpoint. That needs to be acknowledged. Like you're not gonna, like you are not gonna ask. Yeah. So you can't, you can't coach your way. You can't. If I'm an NFL coach, if I'm an NFL GM, I can't coach somebody into bigger hands. I can't coach right. somebody into a uh, longer arm length, right? Can I coach technique? Can I get some of my film? That's, that's, that's something else, right? And then also what you were saying about GMs, I think it depends on their job security, right? Like if I know that I've got that's a true. good secure position, I'm willing to take a gamble versus. If I if I'm new to this, if this is my last year, I'm on the hot seat. I can't take this gamble, even if I think that this kid is going to make this number not matter. If I take this gamble and it doesn't work, that's my job, right? So it depends on the job security there. Because right. you're going against history, like yeah. even even these old guard st- scouts right. who are like anti analytics, like that's an analytic yeah. perspective. Right. It's like you. Like receivers under five nine, right? Historically, have not done well. There's like a sixty percent right. fail rate. Now, what? Now, what I will say though is, with all the rule changes, some of it that historical yeah. data has got to be thrown out the window a little bit because we're not hitting quarterbacks the way that we used to. Right. So the two hundred pound mark may not be as it's still important, but maybe maybe not as important now in two thousand twenty three as it was in nineteen ninety three. And that's true of every position. Like right. receivers aren't having to deal with the same type of press Correct. rules, right? The holding yeah. rules are different. Right. Offensive linemen uh, or defensive linemen specifically don't have to deal with the run quite as much because it's a pass-happy league. Yep. So, you know, uh, uh, Will McDonald, the fourth from uh, from Iowa State, who's 6'5", 235, one of the best pass rushers in the class. Like, it's okay. You're not that worried about it because you're like, he's not going to have to be, you know, 
stop an ISO every single play. It right. just it's not as important because the yeah. game has shifted. So I do think that's a great point. The historical yeah. precedent has shifted pretty dramatically on some of these physical measurements. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that that's the thing is like, you know, to go back to kind of the the market inefficiency, like the question is, does the guy have the traits to overcome the one that he's lacking? So like if sure. he has short arms yeah. as an offensive lineman, does he have the foot speed to make up for it? It's like, okay, yeah. you know, the, the arm length matters because I can keep a certain distance. Well, if my feet can get make up for that distance, well, I'm okay. And it's like, that's where scouting becomes part science, part art is like, yeah. can you separate out what matters? What doesn't this number helps me identify this particular trait and it matches with the film and it matches with the analytic data on, in terms of like what a PFF might look at in terms of, win rates and things like that. Yeah. But the threshold thing is too, cause like, you know, the old Mike Tyson, like everyone's got a plan so they get hit in the face. Yeah. Like, okay, you could do it in the big 12, you could do it in the ACC, right. but like, can you overcome that deficiency in the same way in the NFL against the world's best athletes each and every week? Like, yeah. again, it's an imperfect science. It's an art in that way. But I do think that there are opportunities, especially to, to bring this all together as, as the game evolves and as it changes to find guys who are these hidden gems. And often the, we look back and it's like, well, he was actually awesome in college. And it's like, well, then, then maybe we should have paid attention to the production sure. over his arms being an inch and a half shorter than we wanted. Yeah. But I mean, production will lie to you, you know? And I think like, it's so funny talking to these coaches like last night or throughout the year, it's like, mm -hmm. they want, they want a little bit of a projection. And that's something I always have to remind myself when evaluating talent is as much as, you know, the film is really good, there has to be slack in the chain. There has to be kind of a opportunity for them to grow. Like there's a linebacker from Texas who's a converted safety, and he's super raw, but he's got long arms, he's tall, he's fast. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk to the coach, it's like, I love him because they see what I can coach him to, like you right. were saying, Chris, right. I can coach him to whatever, like a, you know, a starting caliber linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that yeah. we who look at the tape and that's, to me, this is the perfect embodiment of the 40, right? We were kind of bringing it back full right. circle. It's yeah. like, does he have the physical characteristics mm -hmm. to kind of project higher than what his film is showing. Does yeah. that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. but and that goes to like the interview process and all that and why it's just a part of the equation. Because right. if it's like, okay, he's got all the physical characteristics, why didn't he produce in college? You talk to the kid and you're like, you're not you're not very football smart. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that projection doesn't mean, like those physical traits don't project to anything other than a guy who could also perform well in the CrossFit games as opposed to a, you know, a linebacker. <laughs> right. um, but like, that's the thing. It's such a part and and it's a weighted equation, but like, it's not really an equation. It's, it's that art element to the scouting and to, to drafting and, and, you know, picking the right free agent, et right. cetera. I think you have to know what you're looking for too. Right. So I think yeah. you, you take a look at one of these GMs are looking for, and they're looking at the 40 yard dash and they might not be looking at this guy as a wide receiver. They might be looking at him as a tight end. They might be looking at him as a running back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think the best teams in the league, the GMs and the coaching staff, are lock in step with who they're drafting and what they're drafting them for. We're drafting them so that they can star in this role, maybe not the role that they played in college, right? right? right. In basketball, we talk about all the time, like, hey, you don't need to be a star. You need to be a star in your role. Because if you play for the Boston Celtics, you're not going to shoot shots that are not catch and shoot unless your name is Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, <laughs> right? Right. So don't practice those moves. So when you're, when you're drafting somebody, I might not be looking to draft the best wide receiver because I'm not throwing him the ball if I've got, you know, if I'm the Detroit Lions and I've got 
yeah. I'm on Ross St. Brown, or if I'm the Washington Commanders, I've got Terry McLaurin, I've got Jahan Dotson. I don't need the best wide receiver. I need somebody who's going to go win that jump ball yeah. in the red zone. You need zone. a specific need, skill set. Yeah. yeah. You need so, a special so teams guy. A, a perfect example of this is like Kyle Shanahan. They always draft that Kyle Juszczyk type of player. Yeah. He's always got that F back everywhere he's gone. He had it in Atlanta. He had D.Y. Yeah. when we were with the Washington Commanders, and D.Y. was a linebacker yeah. at Villanova. So they're looking for specific skill sets, and can you can you do what we're going to have you do, right? Because we know the role that we're looking for, and can you fill that role? Yeah. I do think it takes a really creative person to do that. Like Kyle, I remember having a conversation with him about J.D. McKissick, his first year in Atlanta, and he was like a fringe wide receiver. Right. And then J.D. went to Seattle, and they converted him to running back. Yep. And so Seattle was just matching JD with like base defense. Right. And Kyle's like, Seattle wasn't doing anything creative, but Kyle was, I remember watching film with Kyle of JD and he was like, they could line him up a receiver and he would get a linebacker every single time. Yep. And I felt like that was the transition, right? Seeing a skill set yep. in a run in a receiver saying he can play running back and we can get these. And like, look at his whole, every single player on that offense yep. in San Francisco is that type of player. Yes. It's right. someone. They he's a little bit in between. Like, yeah. George was a little bit short, a little bit underweight, but he's, like, hyper-explosive and really good at what they need him to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, right? Just the list – just go down the list. And they've kind of made an art yeah. of finding that kind of tweener guy and finding a role in the offense for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think like, to go back to your NBA analogy, there's – everyone's just looking for basketball players now. It's not like, oh, we need a point guard. It's like, ah, oh, we need a basketball player. Yeah. And if we could have a – and Golden State was the ultimate example because they would literally play this lineup of Steph Curry and then four, six, seven guys who could shoot, dribble, defend. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah. And they did. They and did. they were the best – like, it's one of the best live lineups in NBA history if you look at some of the advanced metrics because they were just good at everything. And in a way, that's what Kyle's created. But it doesn't have to be that in terms of like, oh, we want – bunch of sure, versatile sure. skill set guys yeah. like you have to know exactly what you're looking yeah, for exactly. and some teams might be like if we can get a traditional z or a traditional x or this particular type of type of tight end or you know i think line play gets you excited yeah like it's gonna be very excited yeah. <laughs> offensive line play like we've talked about caleb mcgarry a ton atlanta super valuable for yeah. uh them they'll probably resign him because he is exactly what they need right other other teams, uh, if they sign Caleb McGarry, gigantic waste of money. Right. Because they want a specific skill set in their tackles and their center and their guards right. that doesn't translate to other systems. And it goes back to the evolution of the game, too, of like, yeah. are you yeah. looking for a defensive lineman that's a 330-pound nose tackle anymore? No, that guy's going to get run off the field. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you told the story in the middle of the season where yeah. or, where Kyle with Vince Wilfork, yeah, yeah. did this yeah. with Vince Wilfork where he, he changed personnel every single play so vince wolfork had to run to the sideline run back run to the sideline run back and just gassed him like yeah there that kind of stuff is going to happen more often now yep um but there's also but value it's, for it's so you know, funny jordan though. davis in philadelphia yeah, i was gonna say like it's so funny because now because of how the college game is that bigger interior guy who can take a double team becomes more valuable because people are playing this is we're getting into like football nerd stuff here but they're playing softer coverage shells have you listened yeah. to our podcast right. yeah. softer coverage shells they're not playing the plus one kind of in the box stuff so right. That person who can eat a double team, yeah, yeah. be kind of in the dark arts of defeating run blocks, is now getting pushed up boards. Like the nose tackle from uh, Michigan, very not productive, big big time athlete, but they're like yeah. that big body who can move like that. He's going to project to someone that in like a um, in a in a 
in a um, who's the who's the head coach in um, with the Chargers now? Uh, Staley. Staley, yeah. who plays these soft coverages, he's yeah. a perfect fit because yep. he takes the pressure off the linebackers to make plays and run and hit. So right. I think it's interesting how the league shifts in certain ways, and now I think they're kind of trying to shift back to like these like this old lineman heavy heavy league. It reminds me of a funny story that happened here at the combine a few years ago. They were doing like an NFL Legends thing, and they were celebrating Big Orlando Pace. Oh yeah, and, and I remember seeing Orlando Pace compared to the guys that were coming out in that draft. It was just a different body type of left tackle, right? And I think it's kind of emblematic of what we were just talking about with Vince Wilfork running on and off the field where the defense has to adjust. Defenses have adjusted to the offenses running stretch zone Mm -hmm. instead of head on the hat blocking. And now that defenses have adjusted, offenses are now adjusting back to, all right, well, you can't play us hat on the hat anymore because you drafted defensive linemen who can't stop the run. So, yeah, it's interesting to see it's almost it reminds me of the the randy moss draft too right when randy moss was in the division everybody in that division just started drafting dbs because it it, for us to get out of this division we got to beat randy moss for us to get out of the afc west we're gonna have to cover people in kansas city yeah right so um it's really interesting to see how the league just kind of goes in waves cyclical yeah, yeah for sure selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time i'm here to tell you about bowling branch sheets in a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code ODYSSEY. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, let's go back through some of these drills and kind of circle back to the, the original. Sure. That was yeah. that was great. Uh, no no regrets uh, as we we circle through the uh, how this stuff really does affect uh, the play the the play on the field. But I, I think for the forty, the other thing that is kind of some people know, but like is not as well known is most positions they're not actually looking at forty yards. Like the ten yard them, split yeah. is yeah. actually a pretty important metric and a huge measure of explosive power. 
And so like for an O lineman, never going to run 40 yards, like you were saying earlier, but like that 10 yard split tells me something about how quick you can get off the line, how, how agile you are. And so like that number, for instance, is important where they don't really care as much about the 40. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely correct. And I also think, you know, like with the higher body weights and stuff, like you don't expect them to have like great top end mechanics. No, they're not. Right. And they're not overly pliable. You know, traditionally, offensive linemen tend to be slightly less explosive than defensive linemen. So you're mm-hmm. looking for a very kind of niche specific area there, a guy that is good at absorbing force and yeah. applying force at like slower contractile velocities. Yeah. So like the 40, the 10. You know, like not a huge deal. Like what with an offensive lineman, yeah, I want to see a good ten. If you want to just see it because you know it's a good athlete. Yeah. But I care more about kind of like the movement drills. How do they pass set? How do they do the bag? Of course. Yeah. You know, all that stuff that they do kind of after. Yeah. After you know, I think I think that's also more important. Stuff. But yeah, in terms of explosive power, like you always expect those guys to be just a tick lower than your defensive lineman. And that's just kind of stylistically like how they've been trained throughout their careers, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, defensive linemen get off the ball right. traditionally faster than offensive linemen do, yeah. um, especially if you're an edge guy. Like, that's yeah. your thing. You want to gain your advantage getting off the ball. So, for sure, that 10-yard that is, is going to be important there. 5-10-5 um, matters a little bit there as well, just to see those guys ch- stop and change directions. Uh, can they get their hips around? Do they have that type of mobility? Um, and then you just combining the two. I've, o- I've always said that the, four, the 40 has to be combined with the 5-10-5 score. Because if 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 it's within like a quarter of a second of each other, like for for instance, if you run a four four, you should be right around four one five four two in your five ten five. Oh right? really? Yeah, it's it's about point two point two five. That's what it should be. And then if there's if there's something if it's way off there, then there's something going on there. Yeah. Right. Either you have somebody who just doesn't have great top end speed, or Right. Or they're all top end speed. Or it's like they're too tight in the hips. Like, I feel like when yeah. I watch those other drills, that's the thing you're watching is just kind of how they, you know, because you start the 5105, you start like perpendicular to the line. Yep. Right. So you're kind of working a big crossover step to start. Yep. And I always think that's really good and a good indication of how kind of laterally explosive the athlete is, which again, probably a little bit more specific to football if you're yeah. in the sphere of things that are not very specific. Yeah. It's slightly more specific. So that's always something I'm looking at with that is like how tight are his hips? Yep. Can he open up? get on that crossover get out decelerate sink the hips absorb yep. the force because that is a thing like jordan davis last year for example he did some lateral movement stuff and it just was not very clean yep. and i was like that's a little bit of a red flag for me because you want to see even those big guys just be able to bend a little bit right and kind of sink their center of mass and that's really all you're trying to get. and like so for example dewan jones this year he's six eight and a half he's 380 like he's not going to be as good as like a receiver right but i just want to see that he's got that club in the bag yeah, because that is something that he's going to yeah. need to do in pass protection. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So I'm always kind of like it's it's maybe not the time, but also how it looks, yeah. how they move, how they accelerate, decelerate. Super important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which I always find is interesting because like you're 100 percent correct. Like and the coaches will go back and watch the tape. They'll right. literally be like, all right, let's put on the five, ten, fives, and yeah. get the yeah. clicker out. And it's like, ah, oh, we like this. We don't like yeah. that. But at the end of the day, like there is a time at, is at time. the end of it. And so how they move can be something that you want to watch in terms of how it translates to the field and um but you know sometimes sometimes imperfect technique like we talk about this all the time they don't take the touchdown off the board because your top end sprint mechanics weren't very good on a kickoff return like you still scored right and so like again like finding the balance of the science the art the everything like 
Okay, it was ugly, but he ran a four a four four five. So yeah, that's. But I that's will good. say, like you can when you're watching forties, when you're watching five ten fives, when you're watching L drill specifically, the guys that look like they're running slow yeah. are usually the fastest guys, right? Because yeah. they're hyper efficient. smooth and yeah. efficient. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. well, that's. I hate to say it, that's where guys like me come in, because, dude. Absolutely. We, look, and I want you to talk about that because yeah, you've got we, the steps mapped because, out and look, everything. Five ten five is five ten five. Whether it's in my training facility, whether it's in a training facility like Exos in Arizona or MJP in Austin or here in Indianapolis, it's five yards, it's 10 yards, it's five yards. It's just like swimming 50 meters. Like, no. we know how many strokes you're going to take. Right. So here's what we're going to do per stroke. We know exactly how many steps guys are going to take, and it becomes a choreography. Like, hey, just go out here. Here are the dance steps. Execute the dance steps. We start off slow. We get we get them to do it in however many steps we want them to do it in. So in a five ten five, it's crossover, shuffle, swipe, six yeah. steps, swipe, sprint through. Yeah, and so right? you're saying cross. So you're saying crossover, shuffle to the first line, the yeah, first five without turning your hips. Right, and so that's everyone. Yes, so like when you're watching, yeah. like you'll watch like uh, Aiden Hutchinson had a great five ten five last yeah. year, and it is he is dancing. It's a it's so smooth. It's an explosive first yeah. step, one two touch, yeah. nice easy acceleration out. It's the decelerations and the turns that really like make that That's race. It. That's it. Yeah, because the, the guys who are going to run it ugly are the guys that are trying to run a fast time. Right. So they're over sprinting to the first five. They're over sprinting into their second turn. Whereas we're telling guys, guys, like it doesn't matter how quickly you get to this line. Yeah. It matters more how quickly you get off of that right. line coming right. off. Right. And so that, or, yeah. sorry, go ahead and finish. But yeah, so five ten five and L drill. They becoming a little bit of a choreography, and and the the linemen are doing really well because they have those big long steps. Yeah. And if we can just teach them, hey, this is only two steps for you. Right. You don't have to run fast. Just take two big ass steps. Yeah. And you're there. Especially somebody who's like six six and a half, six seven. Yeah, like absolutely. it's just like a just a nice easy glide. But yeah, so like when you're watching these on, at home, yep. like make sure you check that out because yeah. like the guy that's going to be super smooth yeah. is going to be really fast. Yeah. And like Aiden Hutchinson again, or Trayvon Walker last year with the L drill, it looks like he's jogging. Yep. But he's just so smooth in his hips. There's no, no wasted strain, movement. no yeah. wasted movement. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, so no, with, there's no tension. Yes, no yeah. tension. And that's the thing is like that tells me what kind of athlete you are because you're not stressed. You're just going to let your athleticism take over. There's a fluidity to how you move that everything looks easy. Like there's a 100% chance that someone will run a 4-3 this weekend. And Rich Eisen on the NFL Network is like, oh, I made that look easy. Like that's kind of actually yeah. the point. Right. Yeah. And so do you have that fluidity? Do you have that ease? Um and that goes for pretty much all of these, yeah. all of these drills. Uh, any other ones we want to talk about? Uh, five ten five. We just talked about a little bit. L drill, broad jump, vert. I think the ones that people bench. sleep on the most, quite frankly, Chris, are broad jump and yeah. vertical. Broad jump yeah. and vert. I think. It, I think it's 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 interesting for everybody. When I hear people talk about the events, it's interesting to listen to them. Where really, what what we're doing from a sports science perspective, when we're evaluating guys for sure is we're pairing certain events and seeing right where, so like like i said we pair the four the 40 with the 5105 and we pair that first 10 with the broad jump yeah because that tells me a lot about yes. your ability to horizontally project right? exactly right so so it's the pairing of the exercises that we look at so i think that's a great point like kyle hamilton last year ran a bad 40 here i think he was like a four six and a half mm -hmm. but all the guys who cover the combine were like oh he had a 37 inch vertical yeah i think it was like an 11 foot broad yeah and so those numbers you're like oh it's okay he's yeah. got explosive characteristics yeah. that make you say even though he couldn't get his running mechanics together for this sure. race right he couldn't get the steps right he couldn't get the positions right because he's a taller dude whatever it is the explosive measurements are there and i can i'm okay with a 
less efficient 40, if that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's also something where you go back to the tape, right? And like talk about marrying the tape and the, and the testing. Like if there's a bunch of balls where he's playing deep third or he's playing a, a center of the field safety and he's supposed to go sideline to sideline, he's got like that cover one yeah. big scope and he's not getting to balls on the sideline that tells you like, okay, maybe that top end speed isn't there. Maybe he's got some agility, some burst um, that shows up in the broad shows up in the vert might show up in, even in his first 10, yeah. but doesn't have the top end. I feel like when people went back now, my memory might be foggy on this, but hopefully you remember, like, I feel like when people watched Hamilton, they're like, I didn't really show up as much on tape, like maybe, but so I think just if I remember not, correctly, not a huge issue. There was like, you know, broad jumps, good five ten five was good. And he's basically like a Buffalo nickel now. You know, they were yeah. like, he's not a post player right? because of some of that. And I don't think it's necessarily top end speed, but I do think there was a tightness in his hips, which showed up in his L drill. Yeah. Right. And you kind of say that L drill wasn't great. So go back and watch the film. You say, oh, he does have a hard time opening up. And like you mentioned, the fluidity, when you watch a really good, like Christian Gonzalez in this year's draft, for example, it's easy for him to open his hips and run. And obviously corner to safety a little different, but it's just effortless. It's yeah. just, it's like, it's like he was born doing it, and there's guys that struggle with it. And so you got to make sure you find – and Baltimore's done a good job of this, and Chris, you mentioned this, Craig, you mentioned this, of like knowing your scheme and knowing where he's going to fit in your scheme. Because yep. Kyle Hamilton playing post-safety for the commanders is probably not the right decision. But him playing right. in the box near the line of scrimmage in that Buffalo nickel role, he could be a Pro Bowl player next year. Yep. You know, And that's just making the right designation Absolutely. in your evaluation and using all of this data to kind of in conjunction with the film to support a player evaluation. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. All right, Logan, your favorite. Okay. Bench press. Bench press. <laughs> bench press. How much does bench press matter? How much did you bench press last night at 1.30 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> 1.30 a.m.? <laughs> I didn't do bench last night. I was doing push-ups because, you know, we got to make do what we got to make do. Isometrics to uh, isometric. Two sets of uh, seven-second overcoming isometric to 20 reps of push-ups. Yeah. There you go. So trying to get that done. Just seven trying to get second. huge, bro. Wait. All right, so for, for people who don't know what overcoming isometric is, it's when you're trying to push something that's not going to move. Right. So seven seconds is a long time. So I'm trying to push, like, between five and ten. If I'm looking for a little more volume, ten, yeah. just to kind of keep that tension on the muscle. But yeah. seven's a bit of a grind, no doubt. Yeah, it's a grind. Sure. Like we um, usually go in threes. We'll, now, now we'll do three sets of three back to back to back. Yeah, so when you're but looking like, like – Seven-second hold – this That's is cool. sorry for this nerdy strength. <laughs> this, this is the train with the best portion <laughs> of the podcast. So, but like when you re look at the research, if you're looking for like a max contraction, yeah, and you're looking for like impulse more with a three second one, yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of dynamic start yeah. into uh -huh. it. I'm looking for like I get tension and I'm literally trying to like rip the muscle off the tendon is yeah. my goal, right? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think about because it's yeah. I'm using it as a a way to get progressive overload without actually having progressive overload, if right. that makes sense. Yes, without having shearing force on the joints. Sure, correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. So the now nerdy, we know Logan's 1.30 a.m. workout when <laughs> he got he got back last time. No more nerdy stuff. Yeah. So with regards to the bench press, the bench press is maybe the least important. But for me, it just shows you kind of a mentality, yeah. right? Are, do you, are you a grinder? Do you like the weight room? Like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. If the number it's like, so for tight ends, for example, like when I played, if you didn't get above 25, you were not, wow. you were a like soft basically wow. right and now it's like you hit 15 everything's yeah. fine and it really just shows you kind of a how strength conditioning has changed yes and b just like people understand that it's not that absolute strength value yeah and strength endurance value that you get from the bench press is not important but you just want to make sure that the guy is not allergic to touching weights <laughs> and allergic to extra stuff that's right. all you're trying yeah, to make yeah. sure right yeah, yeah. Is i that like how you say that yeah, yeah he's not going to be scared of it yeah yeah because like you said from a sports science perspective like the value that 
225 for reps gives you is is not a lot. That's not even something that we would even care to improve yes. in, in real life scenario. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is fun to go in there and just like you said, see how guys embrace it. Yeah, because we got our boy Chad out there and he's <laughs> yeah. giving people heat, as they say, smacking yeah, them huh? on the chest, smacking them on the back, yeah. getting them to just to get into that raw raw mode. Which look, you're gonna need that because because yeah. there's gonna be in an NFL season, there's gonna be days where you don't want to be there. You know what I mean? Or, or or it's a it's a bit of a grind to be there, and you've got a six a.m. lift. Like, hey, how are you gonna pump yourself up to get through this? Sure, Chad's you know? gonna smack me. That's how. <laughs> Chad and Jake from they're both the commander strength coaches. For people don't know who those guys are, yeah. but yeah. So to me, like when a guy comes out, like for example, uh, a couple years ago, an offensive lineman came out and did like six reps. It's not like a huge deal because he's a good football player, yeah. but I'm also like how is he as a worker like yeah. and how is he uh, uh, as a worker with stuff that is not practice yeah because you want someone who's a little bit of a self-starter so you just want to make right. sure that to me that's what that shows yeah are you a worker are you going to grind or are you going to do the other yeah. things to help you kind of progress as a player um kind of in the same way that like the 40 the 40 is more applicable because it does give you that like raw right, speed right. value yeah, yeah. which i think is way more significant yeah but um yeah just to making sure that you're not like a total turd basically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bench press the yeah. turd preventer test yeah, the turd something preventer test, I like it. that's yeah. i mean that's that's, that's like, a quote right so there. yeah like I, and you know people like the bench press everyone gets all but it's like in terms of things that i'm looking at like it's probably yeah. in it's, if you want to know like honestly what i do like so after the combine and after pro days i'll go through and i just look at 40 times and i look say how fast are these guys running i'll look at arm length that's a big one like if i haven't watched your film yet just to kind of triage that last 100 guys yeah 40 um vertical broad jump and then arm length those are the four metrics i look at just as a way to kind of say there's explosive measurements here there's speed here and this guy's got good length for the position and then you just yeah. move on so all right, last thing I want to do. Uh, there's so much. I feel like we did this in like a roundtable a couple of years ago. Uh, we've been doing, you know, podcasts at the Combine for five years now. Um, and I feel like when we had like our strength coach roundtable, right. we, we did something like this. But there's so much different or so much more sports science now. Like we at the beginning, we we're talking about the GPS data, right? right? Like, why do we need to run 40? Because we have we actually literally have play speed based yeah. off a chip that's in the shoulder pads of most players. And to be fair some of that GPS data, like I, I do the combine prep for my agent every once in a while, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll get some crazy GPS data back because yeah. there is, like, I'm sure you've used it before. Like, yeah. it, it has to sync with a... It has, it has, so the, the reason why we have it is because we can have a standardized measurement that everybody has to go through sure. for everything, right? Because somebody can say, hey, yeah, my GPS said I ran 27 miles per hour today. And I'm like... No, it didn't. No, it didn't. You did not race no. Usain Bolt in yeah. football pass. But, but, it's, but like, you'll see that because there is a... It does sync to a, a, a server. Yeah. And right. sometimes that blacks out. Yeah. And so it'll measure your that blackout as like an increase in speed. Mm -hmm. So there was a tight end I trained who legit had a speed... A, a top speed of GPS at 26 miles an hour. And I, I was like, you're fast, no but there's no way you're that no fast. <laughs> yeah. And everyone knew it. That's four and a half miles per hour faster than Tyreek Hill. So there is some deviation, yes. obviously, sure. in that. And so, again, the the, the combine, the 40 just kind of says, hey, like, yeah. does it coincide with what you're seeing on film? Does it yeah. coincide with the GPS data? And what, right. you're, what you're seeing now is like you can actually do it off of video because they can see. That's cool. I've never heard that before. So, so, so they can see like how much Math. distance you covered. <laughs> right. It, like on Ready? the screen, they see how much distance you covered, the time it took you, all that. So we don't even need the GPS anymore. 
That's right. crazy. Yeah. Well, was, so I was asking a rhetorical question there, but now that we've <laughs> okay. dive into it real quick, because I know you got to go. Uh, but like, is there something that you wish they did here that would be a better athletic test than some of the stuff that's happening that has been the same athletic testing they've been doing for 40 years? So I actually had a long conversation with my agent about this because I was super into like what the rugby union's doing with like in the soccer leagues, the premiership with the mid thigh pull. I thought this is what you got to do. You're going to get max power output. It's way mm. better than the freaking bench press. Have them throw a oh, med yeah, ball, yeah, yeah, standardized yeah. med ball throw, like yeah. over the head, whatever. And then my agent was like, well, one of the benefits of the combine, and this I thought was really brilliant, is that you have, you have how long they've been doing the combine? 40 yeah, years. 30, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth of, of data combine. to go back. And yeah, you can yeah. just kind of, it's apples to apples. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to say. And that's two, exactly why it's never going to change. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I would like to see a mid-thigh pull, and I'd like to see a med ball throw. That's what I would like to see out of it. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Because, like, also, when you bring guys in, you can do some testing, I think, uh, on the visits. Usually they do. Like, it's pretty chill. They might do, like, yeah. a force plate test. Yeah. Or, like, a yeah. uh, or like a weigh-in. And I'm sure there's some of that stuff that, like, the force plate testing was one that I was thinking about. Yeah. And, like, that might be part of the medical that happens behind it's the scenes. Medical. So, yeah. um, you know, then that's, like, an injury prevention screening sure. as much as anything else. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Wherever you're listening, train with the best. Take command. Subscribe. If you're not subscribed, uh, if you're subscribed to one but not the other, do that. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you next time on whichever podcast you're listening to right now. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.